Did you know that we work harder when we are happy? Hi, welcome back to Pole Group's Employment Schmooze. I'm your host, Chaim Dasser, CEO of Pole Group Staffing. According to the latest research from the University of Warwick, happiness makes people more productive at work. Economists carried out a number of experiments to test the idea that happy employees work harder and found that happiness made people about 12% more productive. But if you look at the study the other way around, how unhappy employees can harm a company, you'll find that very disturbing. Whichever way you look at it, a company gets hurt by unhappy employees. In this episode, we will be discussing something we touched on already in one of our previous talks, incentivized compensations. I would like to get into more specifics about compensating via commissions and incentives, because I feel that is overlooked. Some job seekers do not understand the real value of a commission-based opportunity. I get that you need to cover your bills first and you need a base salary to meet your basic living needs, but I see some look at commission structures as if the sole benefit is for the company that saves itself from paying salaries because they only need to pay you if you create revenue. So some don't really value such opportunities. Overlooking the benefit of having a commission structure compensation, which can be uncapped. Even if you are currently at a point where you feel that even with your commission, you're capped. But if you get used to working on a commission-based structure, you can always grow into other uncapped opportunities versus most salary positions are capped at some point and they reach a ceiling. Yes, I agree that employers are great benefactors when they pay someone based on commission. But that is not necessarily because they don't have to invest so much in salary. No. The main reason why a company benefits from offering commission is only if and when the employee who earns the commission understands its value. I have a client who's a huge believer in compensating almost everyone employed in his company in some way on an incentivized pay structure. He believes that whoever works for him should know that they are benefiting from doing their best for the company. And if they go the extra mile, they will be compensated for it. Obviously, commissions and incentivized compensation structure are not normally given to employees who don't actually enhance revenue. But there are some companies who are very creative and constantly come up with creative ideas how to incentivize their workforce. We recruiters can clearly see it looking at their employee retention scale. Those who take good care of employees, they retain them, and these employees are usually not interested in leaving them so fast. As I mentioned previously, that sometimes the only reason that employees want to explore moving on from their current company is because they asked for a growth plan and they didn't get one. Employers who are creative or those who consult with experts that know how to structure incentives have a greater chance in keeping their employees. My suggestion to employers is always to look at the bright side. If your employee is looking for growth and you can find a way to incentivize them and make them happy, you tend to gain much more in return, not only from this employee, but also from the others surrounding this happy employee. It's a fact that an unhappy employee is a risk not only in terms of their work quality and delivery, they can also create a bad environment and other employees will also end up moving on because of them. Being surrounded with unhappy people generally makes people miserable. So to answer to an unhappy employee who wants incentives, it really depends why you are unhappy. What's the underlying reason? Is the reason behind an employee being unhappy 
only because they feel that they make someone else rich and therefore they need a slice of the pie, this is unfortunately a problematic employee and it's usually not an easy fix. A friend of mine once answered eloquently the question, why should employees be taking a cut in salary when things are not going so well for the company? For example, during COVID, some companies cut employees' salaries in order to keep their company afloat. But the argument some employees have is, why when it's the other way around? When the company earned millions all these years, were we not considered partners in the profit? Only when the company loses money are we asked to share in the loss and take a cut. My friend answered it simple. If you see someone who is pretty and has charisma, did that person do anything for it? Or is it just luck? and a gift that, that they are born with some traits that puts them above the rest. Or in a case when someone all of a sudden inherits a huge chunk from a family member without them doing anything to receive that fortune. They didn't work for it. Do you need an answer why this person has this luck? No, it's simple. Some people are more lucky than others, and that's the way the world operates. It is a fact that currently 90% of the workforce are employees, not employers. And it's a stupid question to ask why one is the employer and one is the employee. It's obviously a free choice and anyone can open their own business. And if one has a successful business and they are lucky to have great employees who deliver growth, that's the employer's luck. And it's up to the employer how much of their profit they want to share with the employees. That's not even a question. But it's also a fact that being a business owner is not really for everyone. So I believe it's good to know and understand your playing field. And one should value and assess the risk versus reward when they are demanding that others should share profits with them. And by the way, those who can't make themselves happy, just know that money can't buy happiness. But that said, it should be some exceptions. For example, if you are driven to make more money, you are from those employees who help generate revenue, then I do suggest that you should negotiate your employment contract accordingly. And you should definitely try to ask for an incentive-based compensation. I don't think that the benefit to a salesperson of working on commission needs to be explained. But there are always employees in a company who are not sales-driven, and what others see as a gain in their view seems like a loss. Some just can't see how incentivized compensations works for the benefit. So if they can't, then they should be happy where they are and do what they can and understand their benchmark. The point of this discussion is to show employers and employees how salaried employees can earn incentives even when they are not direct revenue generators. And I would like to get into more detail. It might sound technical. But please understand that there are so many variables in every company, industry, and compensation structure, it's never a one-size-fits-all solution. Here's an example. Let's say you are a salaried employee, a customer service rep. You really do a great job in listening to customers' complaints and dealing with customer issues. Yes, you get credit for retaining the company's clients, but on what basis can you ask for incentives if your position is not directly based on generating revenue. So everything really depends. A, it depends on your employer's knowledge on how to structure incentives. B, it depends on the overall company's profit margin and overall compensation structure across the company. But I can try to give you an example on how it can be done. Some employers, when you ask them to pay commissions or incentives for salaried employees, they might first look at it very negatively. Like, come on. You're not a salesperson. 
You're not bringing any revenue. What do you think? How many employees can drink from the same jug? I already pay commissions to salespeople. No profit will be left for the company if we give away so much. But to answer this employer, there are some ways that employers can structure revenue so that everyone gets a share from different revenue sources in your company. And this is a way that a company can actually benefit the most from it. As an example, again, just to showcase that if there is a will, there is a way. Let's try to understand this. There's a few ways to separate income sources. It can be split in four main categories. First, there is a yearly gross revenue from existing clients. Second, we have gross revenue from the natural growth of the company. For example, if the company has natural growth of 15 or 20% per year, not related to the new sales that come in every year, it is an increase from existing clients or what the brand naturally produces for the company. Then there is number three. There is a gross revenue from new clients that come in per year. And number four, there are new clients that a salesperson adds to their profile yearly. Example, a salesperson has repeat clients, which is business from his previous years, and he tries to build new clients every year. And I'll tell you soon why it's different than the previous one. Let's go back to number one. Number one, which is the yearly gross revenue, is something that everyone who works for the company takes part in. But this is usually the chunk from where the company pays your main expenses, including salary, which is in most cases a big expense. Obviously, it depends a lot on the profit margin from each company. But in most cases, there isn't too much left to wiggle with. So let's look into number two. The second source of income is the natural yearly growth, which is also a part where everyone in the company takes part in. For example, the customer service person helped retain happy customers who increased their orders. And the shipping and receiving personnel made sure that the customer received it on time and nicely packaged. And the accounts payable and accounts receivable clerks and the marketing team, etc. Each of them took care on their part. And therefore, this natural growth of the company came together accordingly. Now, if the employer is really looking for a way to compensate salaried employees, then you can look into this part. And I would suggest you can set up some goals and milestones so they would want to increase the natural growth and you give them a bonus when they reach their milestone. And now let's go to the third part, which is the new sales for new clients. This is the part from where salespeople usually benefit the most. It's good for both sides of the spectrum, for the company and for the salespeople. When the salespeople get compensated from this source, This drives them to drum up as much sales as possible. So we are left now with number four, which is the growth for new sales per year. Let's call this second year's increase of new business. Let's explain. Let's say that the salesperson signed up 50 new clients in the first year. Then the sales rep became busy keeping up those relationships. Therefore, they could only add additional 20 new clients during the second year. But this is actually the main point of growth. And a profit margin from this chunk of new sales is the most vital growth factor of most companies. Therefore, it might be a wise idea that main drivers of the company besides the salespeople should get compensated according to that chunk of profit from this year. Why? So a sales manager who is in charge of boosting the sales team to increase their yearly business or even chief operation officer or a general manager who can run operations in a way that the back office will increase customer service and help out the sales teams so they can be free to sign up new business 
This is a win-win situation for a company. And those who help grow the company should be incentivized to push for more gain. These are only basic examples which I gave here in order to show to both employers and employees that no one in your company is really stuck. Employees shouldn't feel that there is no way that they can grow. I'm only doing my tasks. No, there is a way. And of course, employees should never ask, how can I incentivize salaried employees? If you feel that they are worth for your overall company growth, then I suggest try to find a way to incentivize them. And if you don't know how to do it, then talk to a professional who can find creative ways to do so. Incentivizing your employees will make them happy campers. Now, let's go to a poll group job advertisement. A large Brooklyn-based healthcare company is seeking an energetic team leader to manage their human resource department. The HR manager will oversee the administrative functions of the HR department and lead a team of five HR generalists. The manager will be responsible for maintaining internal HR procedures, ensuring company-wide compliance with local and state regulations, and keeping team performance at peak levels. The manager will report to the director of HR and collaborate with company leadership in developing policies and procedures. Send your resume to info at pollgroup.com. That's I-N-F-O at P-O-E-L-G-R-O-U-P.com. Wishing you continuous luck in whatever you do. Have a great day.